thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of Teen Talks powered by Inertia Teens. Today's episode is with Laila Ukravi. A round of applause. A Swiss designer, small business owner and lastly such an amazing and kind person. I'm so happy to be with you today. And if you don't know already, she's a part of Big Sisters mentorship program and my mentor and nothing could be more better than having you on our first episode so could you please tell us a little more about yourself so yeah thank you for having me um my name is Layla as you said i um i am a sewer and a fashion designer i also am um a student at UC Davis in California and i'm getting a degree in economics and yeah like i said i'm excited to be here So as a sewist and designer was there a time when your creations were influenced by an event or any feelings Yeah I would say there was a few times like that the one that pops into my mind um first is when I was I think I was about like 14 or 15 years old I um took a trip to Iran where my family is from and i hadn't been there in a long time like i think the last time i'd been there before that was when i was like 4 or 5 years old so i didn't really have much memory of it um and i went there and i learned a lot about um you know not just my you know uh my i i learned a lot about my culture in the country you know uh it's you know you can learn about your culture within um you know like i was living in the united states so i learned from my parents about my culture but seeing it firsthand in the country that i'm from um was really eye opening for me and it you know i was able to also visit a lot of um fabric stores in iran that um you know i was able to see really cool textile designs that they had so that did inspire me to continue my uh sewing work back in the united states and take influence from um iranian culture Wow that's such a lovely story and I would definitely agree cultures and traditions are so rich that they do inspire artists in so many more ways Yes and, definitely definitely And as owner of Laila Osius a business and doing a bachelor's in economics were there any times where you felt overburdened or overwhelmed doing it and if so then how did you manage to get out of it yeah definitely and i think i'm definitely going through one of those periods right now um you know i just started school back up again and it's all in person uh and this is my first i get my first real year as um a um a college student so you know what i have always tried to do is remember that my sewing is um it's i've made it a priority of mine because it's something that i enjoy to do and i consider it to be self care so it should never be something that i uh feel burdened to do so if i ever find myself feeling that way uh i recognize maybe it's time to you know slow it down a little bit take a break um and revisit it at a later time when i'm feeling in a better headspace you know um so i definitely look at it that way um i also um you know i when you know something i do to get out of that headspace 
is I try to consume more uh, creative media um, and not just, you know, in sewing, but I, you know, watch a Netflix show about a designer or I um, look at, um, you know, runway shows online. I just go look at their things and their their artwork and I, you know, try to remember why I even started sewing in the first place. And it really does help me get back into the groove of things. I can really agree. As a writer, I think even for me, it is the same process and recognizing why I started doing it at the first place and why I love doing it. I think those things can really help us realize where we are and what we want to do with our art. And then during your business journey, were there any times where you feel that you wanted to help someone and how did you start helping organizations which were fighting for a cause? Yeah, so I actually started off by doing that. I didn't just want to um, make something to sell, even though that is a great thing to do on its own. I want to do something a little bit different, a little bit more. Um, so I tried to connect these two things that I was really uh, passionate about, you know, um, helping organizations that are supporting great causes and, you know, furthering my artwork and my creativity. Um, so yeah, it started off with the, um, Amazon conservation team. I, um, sold some products that I had made and I donated a portion of the proceeds to the Amazon conservation team. Uh, and I felt really fulfilled because I was able to, like I said, combine these two passions of mine. Wow, that's so good of you to start doing this. And your story on your website is so inspiring as well. We have seen all the causes that you have helped. And it is so, uh, we are so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then I know running a small business could be very tough. And as a young businesswoman, were there times when people judged you by your age or your craft? Yeah, um, I would definitely say, you know, it's easy to overlook um, young business people, especially young business women, right? Um, you know, you think they're not really in it for the long haul. And I mean, what I say to that is if you know to young people that are maybe looking to start a business um if you like what you're doing if you're genuine about your craft or whatever it is that you are um selling um you don't need to worry about those people because the um the passion will speak for itself you know people will see that you are really into what you're doing and they will want to support passionate people i know this firsthand so Yes, I, I think that is such a good advice. And uh, continuing on that question, you you are such a great mentor at Big Sisters Project, which is providing mentorship to young businesswomen. And I am a part of BSP 2021 mentorship. So could you tell us the story, how you felt that you needed to help young businesswomen start their own ventures? Yeah, so... Um, I kind of, you know, what I was talking about in the last question you asked, um, it's really easy to feel, um, like underappreciated or I guess I can't think of the word, but, um, you know, 
because you are young, you feel like you can't make a difference, right? And I definitely felt that way for a long time. Uh, who's gonna, you know, want to see my work, let alone buy my work, right? I'm just, you know, one person who sews. There are millions of others, right? Um, so, but I quickly realized that, you know, it, this is a very unique, great passion of mine that not only, you know, is cool to consume for, from someone else's end, but also, um, you know, for me, I see it as self-care when I'm feeling anxious or stressed or whatever negative emotion, I can go and start to sew something and I feel 10 times better. I can even just go to the fabric store and feel 10 times better. So, um, and you know, for me that was sewing, but for other people, that is a plethora of other things, whether it's writing, uh, drawing, um, you know, et cetera. Right. So, uh, I really wanted to encourage people to not only just, you know, continue in their passions, but maybe try to make it a business and make it a professional uh, venture of theirs. And uh, it because it really fulfilled me and I really wanted to see that in um, young girls, like other young girls as well. I think you're doing such a great job at it. And you were my inspiration from the beginning. And I loved everything about VSP program as well. And you all, you all are doing such a great job to inspire young women into doing something that they are passionate about. I'm glad to hear that. Really glad to hear that. And then, okay, so first, uh, uh, like first of all, the COVID-19 has made us think of such an uncertain future. Was there any time when COVID-19 made you feel stressed out? And then as we are returning to back to school in persons and colleges as well, is there something that you would like to share with us about how uh, worried you are or how stressing it is to go back to in person like you had mentioned before? Yeah, um, what I would say, like the, I guess, honestly, the most difficult time I've had with COVID is not, you know, um, not the initial going into lockdown, obviously that was tough in the moment, but transitioning back to semi-regular life now, uh, it's quite a shock. Um, I mean, we all haven't lived a semi-normal life for, I guess, what is it now, 18 months? Uh, so, you know, it's quite a shock now that especially I'm back in school, in person, running around to classes, going back to my apartment, you know, all of these things, like just getting places, making sure I get my work done on time. It's quite overwhelming. Um, but, you know, uh, I've decided that right now is not the time to make really big plans or life changes. Um, just let's try to go minute by minute, hour by hour. That's how I'm kind of um, helping myself, I guess, cope with the shock of going back to regular life. I'm just going to get the tasks that I need to get done today. Just get those done. I, um, and you know, if I'm feeling particularly overwhelmed, um, I need, uh, it, I see it as a sign that I need to maybe slow down a little bit and take some time for myself. And I found that it's really helped with dealing with the, the stresses of, you know, going back to semi-regular life, right? Yes, I can feel that and semi-regular life is much difficult than full in-person or full online so even I have been feeling the same 
and returning back to in person is very tough i think one step at a time could be the best solution at the moment and we'll have to wait wait and get used to it right yes so what are some of the positive and negative impacts of pandemic on your shop and your sewing in general like what was your initial reaction to lockdown and covid-19 and how did it affect you yeah so one of the big big positive things about covid uh, on my shop and just i mean my life in general because uh sewing is my life i guess you could say um i had a lot more free time on my hands to practice my craft right uh i you know would finish the task and it get done done and then you know i couldn't go anywhere i couldn't see anybody so why not make something cool right um that was obviously very nice um uh, but i have to say one of the negatives was you know um sometimes i would have like a creative block because i wasn't out and about in society um you know gathering that creativity that um inspiration from places you know outside um and you know i can always find inspiration online and stuff but there's just something different about being able to go outside see your friends go do something that you love and be inspired by experiences that you have in person right so you know i guess now it's kind of the opposite now that we're going back into regular life i have less time to sew but i am getting a lot more creative inspiration which is nice so it's always going to be a little bit of a trade off but that's fine i can just write these ideas i have in my notes and then revisit them at a time you know where i have time to do this right yes I, i even i get it as a writer that inspiration is there offline but then online you get a lot more time to put that inspiration into something beautiful exactly and with lockdown and everything did you feel like a pressure or something to be productive all the time like everywhere there was this phase where people were so much into toxic positivity and you need to do something productive in lockdown did you face it and how did you deal with it definitely definitely i feel like there were a lot of um you know people who felt like well this is time off from school or work uh i need to be doing something that i can put on my resume there can't be a year and a half gap on my resume that's just unacceptable um and you know i fell into that for a little bit for sure uh what am i doing with this lockdown time right but i quickly realized this is lockdown for a global pandemic things like this don't happen very regularly um they i mean the last one we had to even something similar to the proportion of this was 100 years ago right people don't normally live through a pandemic um so if you are feeling overworked overburdened stressed about you know your life in um during the pandemic or you know transitioning back to semi regular life um you know just i i feel like my advice would be to remember that this is not a normal time and it's not normal to be living like this so if you didn't accomplish you know if you didn't find the cure to cancer if you didn't accomplish the big thing that you had set for yourself it really is it's okay i promise you it's okay because i bet you there are lots of other people who are feeling the same way um and you know um it's much better to keep your mental health in check if you were able to you know get through this pandemic 
that is already enough great job yes surviving the pandemic was an achievement in itself and have you ever heard about survivors guild yes yes i have so if so then how has it impacted your life yeah so i definitely i've i learned that word recently and it was amazing it's amazing to learn a word that perfectly describes how you're feeling i didn't know that phrase existed so um survivors guild for those of you who don't you know may not know is um let me i guess i'll put it into the words that make sense for me but for everybody it could have a different meaning um for me you know i uh i come i'm living in the united states i've lived here my entire life um but i have family and friends back in iran right and um in the united states we have a lot of privileges that they do not have the biggest one right now being um access to vaccinations and um you know even medical care right uh so you know any moment i wanted to i could make an appointment which i did and get my vaccine and that obviously has helped us get through i guess the thick of the pandemic hopefully if you know the amount of, the right amount of people get vaccinated um <laughs> but you know back in iran people who are dying to get vaccinated they literally are dying to get vaccinated um they would do anything to get it there is just they just don't have access to it right so you know we're living in these two completely different worlds and because of the fact that there is a lack of um uh vaccines in iran um you know uh, covid numbers there are skyrocketing they are almost higher than they've ever been throughout the entire pandemic um so that right there is survivors guild i am living in this um you know very privileged society in some senses where i can get access to medical care and vaccinations and all these things that make my life a lot easier um while i still have the thought that you know my my heart is still in this other country that you know my family is from and my um, you know friends are from um where they just don't have that access right they're stuck in this pandemic until they can so that right there to me is survivor's guilt and uh yeah it definitely has impacted um my i guess my mental health throughout this whole pandemic you know i'm not just concerned about covid numbers here i'm concerned about covid numbers there as well Yes I can definitely agree to you and even I belong to India and when there was a second wave there I felt something similar and it was so uh disturbing to learn about your people being in a place where they do not have access to basic healthcare education or anything and I think the google definition of survivors guild would be that believing when a person believes that they have done something wrong by surviving a traumatic or a tragic event when others of their family or community could not is called survivors guilt i think with the second wave the similar thing happened with me i could see my people being in such a condition and i think that was really disturbing being in even though being like miles away but i can really resonate with what you have said yes definitely what would be one of your advices to 
such people who are going through survivor's guilt right um you know that's tough i'm kind of also going through it myself right now and i i mean i would say um you know if you look at the google definition of survivor's guilt it says you know that you you feel guilty for surviving when you know that other things are happening elsewhere that are just out of your control um unfortunately this is you know sad to hear but it's the truth a lot of things are not in our control and um you know eh, we you know because these things are out of our control it's also you know we should never feel guilty for surviving right that is something fundamentally important however what i will say is that um you know if you ever find yourself feeling this way channel that frustration and that you know negative energy that you are feeling and put it into research find ways that you can personally help it may not be a lot right um a lot of us don't have a lot of money or resources or whatever it is needed to help you know you can't fly there with a batch of vaccines in your hand right but um there are plenty of resources out there that can help you um help you help them right you can donate to uh different organizations that are helping um people get vaccinated there um you i mean and besides just you know monetary donations you can send a kind word to your family or friends or whoever you'd like um wherever the tragedy is occurring right um you know send them a card send them a text let them know that you're thinking of them um you know these things it uh, doesn't just i guess you know um make you feel better but it will definitely definitely uh help in some way that you know you're you're reminding these people that we didn't forget about you we're we're not you're still in our minds every day um and we want you to know that yes i think adding on to that i would suggest people to educate others about the experiences they are going through or what their people are going through i think spreading awareness is also an important step and like i said in the india whole situation what we could help is at least by knowing others what is happening there and then spreading that so that anyone who is privileged enough to help voluntarily or monetarily they could help but i think that is something we can do and one more thing is accepting this thing as like if you're going through it try to accept and absorb that and then recover from it because i have seen so many people they do not realize that this is something and how to deal with it now the next question is teen talks question of the day which is if you could say anything to your younger self about any myth related to mental health what would you say and why that's a good question um i would say that these little things that you're concerning yourself with that you know keep you up at night whatever they were um are are just that like i mean you know right now i'm thinking of all the things that used to bring me stress i can't even remember what they were so i would let my younger self know these things that you're 
you know, just like burn it, burdening yourself over uh, won't matter in a little bit. So try to remember that and try to, um, you know, take things a little um, less seriously and just go with the flow. Things will work out the way they are supposed to work out and they, um, you know, spoiler alert, they turn out great. So, um, you know, keep that in mind, the younger self. Yes, that is such a good advice. And I think every one of us has gone through that phase when we overthink something that wouldn't matter in some time. I think what I would call it as five-year rule, which is that if something does not, like if something which I am thinking for more than five minutes does not impact me after five years, then I think I should not spend time thinking about it at the moment. Right, exactly. Lastly, would you like to say something to our audience about Inertia Teens and your experience with us? Yeah, so I have had a great experience working with Samina and just Inertia Teens in general. Uh, I think it's a great platform, especially for young people, as we've ended off this interview, right? Um, You know, um, to educate themselves on mental health and also learning how to deal with their own mental health, right? We've lived all, we've all lived through a pretty crazy um, 18 months. So it's important to check back in on yourself. And I think Inertia Teens is a great place and a great platform to learn more about them and how to, you know, um, check in on yourself. Yes. Thank you so much for being a part of our episode one. And you really mean a lot to me and my venture in general. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I could I could contribute. And then everyone to our audience, please stay tuned. This was just our first episode. We have a lot more coming up. Thank you so much. Thank you.